Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to Glib Shark, the podcasting madness of three people and the shark of their dreams. Our hosts include Jack Jenga Ship Edithel. Lauren Oboe Crazy Urban and Jonathan Roadblock Cerna. Dive in as they chat with interesting people across the internet and generally talk about really geeky things. Be a chum and join us, won't you? It's time for Glib Shark. Oh, looks like uh, my better half is taking Ricky away. Bye, Ricky. Bye, Bye. Andrew. Good night. Bye, Andrew. Good night. My better half is making pizza, which I'm going to attempt to not eat. Why would you not eat pizza? Because it's because that's a lot of calories and I don't have a lot of calories to spare. You're married now. You can eat pizza once in a while. Oh, I eat pizza once in a while, I, but I'm desperately trying to uh, kick my diet into gear. And so I'm trying. I Yes. You know what else we're trying to kick into gear? Hi, I'm Jack. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lauren. And we are Glib Shark. We are recording on February 23rd, 2016, the day of the Nevada caucus, and only one day removed from National Margarita Day. We'll get into <laughs> the things we normally talk about every week in a little bit. But first, as always, or at the very least as often as we can, and a lot more often than recently, I must say, we have the lovely, the talented, the amazing Oboe Crazy here to do a little something that we call This Week in Geek. How are you, Lauren? I'm attempting to not eat the pizza that Luke is making right now. And so I'm going to talk for a little bit because it's hard to eat pizza and talk at the same time. Although if anyone could manage it, it would be me. First, let's talk a little bit about China, specifically about all of the buildings in China that have been kind of awesome. See, China's become known as uh, one of those places you go to see zany, pretty, daring architecture in the 21st century. It's sadly coming to a halt soon as the government is now banning any new buildings that are dubbed, quote, oversized, xenocentric, or, quote, weird. The government's state council made the announcement on Sunday. From here on out, it wants cityscapes that are, quote, suitable, economic, green, and pleasing to the eye. Now, this has been something that's been in the planning for the last couple of years, but it has finally come to reality. In recent years, China's really had this amazingly awesome bit of architecture going on. Uh, the largest structure ever constructed was finished in China. That's the 1.7 million square meter New Century Global Center, an 18-floor mall that could fit 20 Sydney opera houses inside. And let's not forget the gaming company CEO who secured the rights to build a headquarters shaped like the USS Enterprise from Star Trek. If you actually go online, you can see all these buildings and many, many more, some of which are gorgeous, all of which are unique, some of which are a little weird. But, you know, it's 
that's it's quirky it's fun it gives a lot of these uh cities in china a distinct personality and sadly the government has said they don't want any more of that the government document states there will be a greater emphasis on prefabricated buildings going forward and there will be a crackdown against designs or construction techniques that perceives to be wasteful impractical expensive or aesthetically displeasing to make it even more dystopian nanny state, the document encourages the government to use satellites to monitor urban sprawl and make new maps of new construction that can pinpoint anyone trying to break the rules. Uh, so it looks like some of those uh, architectural designs are going to be going out the window. Or who knows? Hey, maybe they'll come to the United States and make our cities cooler because I think we could all use buildings like the Sheraton Hutso Hot Springs Resort, which just looks like a giant light-up arch that it does awesome things. Definitely go look it up. It's interesting that the government talks about using satellites in order to monitor its citizens. Um, satellites are like little tiny drones, and drones are becoming kind of a big thing, especially if you want to get pictures of the next Star Wars movie. Uh, accessible drone technology is creating a bizarre future in the world of movie making. Uh, I think we all remember back in 2014, people used drones for the filming of The Force Awakens to get pictures, which prompted the production team to consider buying anti-drone drones or an anti-drone shield to be able to protect their secrets. For the next Star Wars that is currently in production, they're deploying drones of their own to take down enemy drones. There's information on a Croatian website, which is Moz Croatia. They're first reporting the drone detail because they're doing some filming there in a popular tourist destination in the southern part of the country. Aside from reportedly having 600 guards being deployed on location to try and prevent the public from snapping any sneaky pictures, the skies above filming will be filled with protective remote-controlled drones that will target anyone attempting to fly a drone of their own over the set. Let's face it, this was going to happen. Drone drone-on-drone drone violence is just something that we've perpetuated, and I, for one, welcome our drone overlords. Finally, I'm still catching up on X-Files, but I have an X-Files story for you. I don't live that far from Portland, and a Portland suburb is having a little bit of a mystery. They're being kept at night, for up awake at night for at least a week by an unexplained high-pitched tone. It's confounding the best efforts of police and firefighters to pinpoint its source, and officials are adding to the mystery by saying that it only comes out at night. The noise, which is a steady whistle-like note resembling a flute, has only been reported after dark in Forest Grove, which is a rustic community of about 22,000 people located 25 miles outside of Oregon's largest city. Former residents say they remember a similar sound echoing through the night air several decades ago. And there's reports that corroborate at least people hearing this. The tone is unusual for its combination of high pitch and ambiguous point of origin. Reuters actually uh, employed Tobin Cooley, who was an audio engineer, to do an informal assessment of the tone. He says, quote, Higher frequencies like this tone are very directional sounds versus low frequency sounds, which can seem to come from anywhere or everywhere at once. What surprises me is the neighbors have not been able to locate where this is coming from. 
Uh, Cooley speculated that the sound could be coming from a release of compressed air or natural gas, but officials with a local gas company said they'd ruled out any of the utilities equipment or pipelines as a source. Melissa Moore, who is a spokeswoman for Northwest Natural Gas, said, quote, we sent out a tech and he spent the whole day investigating and we couldn't find anything. End quote. Although the Forest Grove Fire Department is collecting information about the sound, firefighters do not know what to do about it. And they don't know where it's coming from. And it's kind of spooky. That's all for this week in Geek. I'm Oboe Crazy, and I play the oboe. I don't play the flute. The world is indeed a strange place. If you have a fact you want read live and on the air, you can send Lauren an email. Lauren at OboeCrazy.com. And while you're at it, go to GlibShark.com, full of all of our content, uh, classic Jenga Jam, all-time podcast, GlibShark, modern, or, you know, if you're so inclined, our latest smash hit phenomenon, Dungeons and & Dragons and & Drunks. Can I, can I speak up a little bit about D&D and D? By all means. Uh, for those of you who are listening right now, if you happen to go to your favorite podcasting app, or if you go to iTunes, or if you even go to glibshark.com, you'll see that there's an extra special surprise this week. We have been releasing D&D&D episodes every other week, and we're actually going to be moving to a weekly schedule. Mondays normally, but um, th- this week, uh, as a surprise, hey, guess what? There's a new episode in your inbox. Enjoy. Because we love you that much. We do. Also, our episodes are coming faster than I can keep up with. And so we need to start posting them because the stuff that uh, I just posted today, we did back in December. So (laughs) we need to speed up a little bit. We have a lot of content, boys. We're just really good at drinking drinks and rolling dice. I wouldn't say successfully rolling dice. I mean, I'd say our role is dicey at best. (laughs) But, uh, Mm. But we try. So anyway, yes, check your podcasting app of choice and try to avoid some of those puns because I I will hurt you. I will. There will will be consequences. We've had to roll. Anyone who listens to the show knows we've had to roll for pun damage. Yep, embarrassment damage. Embarrassment damage, yes. uh, Have you guys been able to keep up with X-Files or are we putting that particular discussion off for another week? Because I have not. I haven't either, and uh, I've only still only seen the first episode. I'm, I just haven't had any interest, and it's not like the new series was getting like super stellar reviews. I know it's the season finale of the sixth episode season. Is that was that yesterday. Sunday? That was yesterday. Okay. Yes. Yes. So Luke and I have watched the first three episodes, so we are now officially fifty percent of the way through the show. And yeah, the first two episodes were very blah. The last one that we saw, which um, uh, I don't even know if I want to talk about it without spoiling anything, but it was that one was a lot of fun and really good and kind of what I was expecting about the series. So I don't I don't know what we're going to get out of these last three episodes. I have a bad feeling that maybe we'll get one more kind of standalone monster of the week and then it'll be just, you know, let's try to do a giant conspiracy theory thing again. But I don't know. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I watched the movies and I watched a little bit of X Files in high school. I saw I think two episodes of The Revival, and I'm I'm underwhelmed considerably. You know what I did see this weekend? Mm-hmm. Deadpool. Hey! Yay! So I'm a little bit behind you guys. I had a chance to listen to the spoiler cast at the end of uh, last week's episode. Why would you do that? 
because after I watched, I already oh, watched the movie. Oh, after you watched it. Okay. Why would <laughs> I listen to it You've before? been known. You've been known to listen to a spoiler cast without having actually seen the set. When have I ever done that? I'm trying to think. Uh, there was no. <laughs> there was a specific episode. I'm trying to remember what it was. Oh, it was Game of Thrones. You don't, I don't watch, watch Game, Game of Thrones. Not but you might. Yeah, like I would never. I feel like I would never watch. Like so, RT has been doing these anime podcasts, and they have these sections of spoilers of of like anime series that they're watching right now. I skip through them. I don't know if I'm gonna watch those particular animes. I think the ones they are been talking about the most have been Erased and Gate, which are going on right now. But I don't want to chance it. And that's that's totally cool. And that's why we do and they do all those spoiler warn- warnings. I And I'm glad that, uh, Jenga, you were able to actually watch Deadpool and before you got spoiled and then was able to listen to our little spoiler cast. But I do feel like, you know, if you're if someone is pretty positive, either A, this is not content they're ever going to watch or B, they don't care enough about being spoiled to watch something with spoilers in it. I think at that point you're okay because like um, I've certainly watched a lot of let's plays online for games that I've not played and I'm probably never going to play, but I I'm curious about them or they look kind of like fun. They're just not my cup of tea or I like the let's play people. I watched friend of the show, raging terror. Uh, This is many, many weeks ago. He did an entire playthrough of um, undertale and I'm not really a PC gamer at all. And having heard a ton about this game and how amazing and awesome it was, this was a chance for me to watch someone that I enjoy uh, watching play through some of this game. And you know what? If I'd watched a little bit and said, you know what? This looks like a game I really want to play. I would have stopped watching. Right. But I I saw in the game, I'm like, no, this isn't a game I actually want to play, but I'm still kind of interested in this. So I'm completely spoiled. Well, let's loop back around and see what Jenga thought of Deadpool. Before we yes, get too Deadpool. off topic, yeah, what did you think of Deadpool, man? Deadpool was so good. <laughs> I... We should keep this spoiler free, though, for our so listeners. I have, oh, of course, spoiler free. I'm not going to ruin it for anybody. I will say that I am not a person who really invests in physical media as far as Blu-rays or DVDs goes anymore. But my wife, as soon as we saw it, says we have to get this on Blu-ray so we can watch it at home whenever we want. This will be our go-to movie. My wife said this, Ooh. not me, not the Marvel geek in our house, but my better half, my sister, the one who's smarter than me. And she's right. The one who it's, likes to watch Ryan Reynolds. Oh, man, everything, like, yeah, well, not just that, but I thought the whole cast was really well done. I mean, I will agree with you, Lauren, regarding your thoughts on the villain. However, mm. overall, I thought it was done in such a way where it was definitely a send-up of the superhero genre and a comedy, but it wasn't really a spoof. So I, I'm looking forward to Deadpool 2 very much. I'm really happy that the film did so well. I'm loving the uh, the viral marketing Deadpools we get, and I'm even thinking about getting Ryan Reynolds' current haircut as my haircut next time I go around. <laughs> uh, there, I cannot say enough good things about Deadpool in terms of the jokes, in terms of the, the shots it takes at uh, X-Men Wolverine Origins, at Green Lantern. Not to spoil too much, but it's not that surprising that a movie like Deadpool would do that. Uh, so, yeah, I... Uh, Five, I don't even know what my Jenga rating system is. Um, five blocks up or? You, you can just say it's good and you recommend people go see it or rent it or something. But, 
But if I don't have like some kind of hokey rating system, what kind of reviewer am I? A good one. A good one? (laughs) (laughs) Jinx. Roadblock and I agree. You don't need numbers to express yourself. Well, I kind of (laughs) do. I want to quantify my love. I would say the movie gets a 93%. That's that's a really good, that's a pretty solid score. It's It's an A. Deadpool gets an A. You passed high school, Deadpool. Yeah. He would have. He would have passed high school with a sixty. A D technically passes. Yeah, that, that's true. Honors National Honor Society student. Strangely enough. There you go. Yeah. You know, it's interesting that you mention about um, wanting to buy the movie and everything, um, and also this is a tangent a little bit. Luke was just telling me about how DC announced that they're going to be releasing on DVD an R-rated cut of Batman v Superman, which... Oh, really? A lot of... Yeah, apparently this it's it's a rumor. It's still a rumor. Um, a lot of people, I guess, make it sound like, oh, so Deadpool did well, and so now DC needs to put out a, an R-rated superhero movie. I don't think putting out a director's cut is really the same... But it's it's interesting that they even went so far as to say that the movie could have been rated R. That's that's not necessary. Superman isn't necessarily a franchise I would have ever thought would get an R rating. So the fact that uh, there's a director's cut out there with him in it is kind of interesting. Well, I mean, but Batman potentially could be. I think Batman, for, as close as we got to it, was the Christopher Nolan version. And I think that was some studio decisions about... You know, let's make this Batman movie PG-13 so everyone can go and see it. I think if you yeah. had if you had made Batman, or, or I'm sorry, The Dark Knight Rises rated R and had really gotten the the Bane Batman fight as brutal as it could have been, that, that would have been a bit interesting. And I think like with, especially with Catwoman's background and and some of the, the writing, I think what you got in that movie was a sanitized, like, revolt in Gotham City like like it could have gotten a lot worse and so it's not surprising that they were like you know what let's let's just make it make it PG-13 that that makes me a little bit more interested and I did start looking around for for tickets for Batman v Superman I will for in the interest of being a pop culture person I I feel like I gotta see it yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. And, and you're right about about it, Batman helping it move into an, an R rating. And then you've got Wonder Woman who, you know, if they leave all of her bondage stuff in, it could very easily go X. <laughs> oh, man. Um, that's yes, said, yes. Like, Those people online who are going, what the hell are you talking about? Go, go look up Wonder Woman's origins. Just go look it up. Anyway, Jenga. Damn it, I lost my train of thought. Way to go. I played The Division I'm- this weekend. Tell us about that. I read your your journal on Rooster Teeth, but go ahead and talk about this a little bit. I'm interested. Yeah. So in my journal, I kind of, I I went back and read it, and it was, I think, overly negative for what I was kind of going for. And I think I wrote it out of a place of frustration. Uh, You should, if you're listening to this, go to to roosterteeth.com slash roadblock. Read my most recent journal. I go into some thoughts about, uh, some of the game mechanics, specifically the Dark Zone uh, player versus player or PvP area. And I have a lot of thoughts about that. I, I think what I hear, what I want to talk about, I kind of want to expand on what I really did like. 
I, I loved the fact that I could roll through the streets of New York with three of my friends and we had a ton of fun. If when we were rolling fours, I, I just cannot, I, I cannot say anymore like how much fun that was to, to go in as a group, get loots, uh, kill bad guys, both, both player controlled and AI bad guys. Uh, the, we learned a lot and we had a, a, a lot of fun. It was definitely something to kind of fill that hole because like a lot of people that I know who used to play Destiny don't that much anymore. And some of us still do. Like if we have a Destiny raid night, I'm sure I could get people to come in. But it's not our, our game du jour. And I think the division has the chance to become that game du jour. Well, that's interesting that you say that because I, I will say I, I didn't think your review on Rooster Teeth was was terribly harsh. I um, I thought you th said a lot of really positive things. It was that the Dark Zone stuff that I think has caught everybody's attention, and your reaction to that I think was very telling. But you know, maybe maybe things will be different. This was just a beta, so maybe the the full game it'll be different. Well, I think what we'll see is we won't we will. The beta kind of brought out what kind of players we we will see, and that's not going to change from going from the beta to the the actual game. I think some of the mechanics that are used might change. It might be harder to bait people into going rogue. So if you haven't read my journal, the Dark Zone, as I said, is this PvP area. So it is it is an area sort of like the main game where there are there are AI bad guys and there's loots to get and the developers have said that the Dark Zone is where you will get the best loot. Uh, Division is a shooter RPG, so there are different classes of guns, there are different rarities of guns, the rare ones are more powerful, and in the Dark Zone you will find the best stuff. But the thing that makes the Dark Zone player versus player is that at least for non-aligned groups like if you're in a group with someone like an actual like with your friends you can't damage each other but if someone else is in that instance and they're running around you can most certainly damage them and you can kill them and then you can take their stuff so it's a choice do you go in and are you going to play with your friends and kind of leave people alone and maybe hunt the occasional rogue agent or are you going to be that rogue agent? Are you going to actively seek confrontation with, with other groups? And that was something that we saw in the beta. We saw groups that we, like, we would all kind of do the surrender emote to each other and like, okay, this is going to work out. There are times in the dark zone where you have to interact with other players. Like if you're trying to extract loot so that you can keep it, you have to set off an extraction. That's a public event. So everyone can see that you're doing an extraction. So if someone wants to come and also do an extraction, like, hey, I want to also take part in this, they can. They can also take part by opening fire and killing everyone, or trying to. And it was, it, it's, it's an interesting dynamic. It's something that we're going to see more of. And I think the kind of people that I'm used to hunting on Rooster Teeth as a side admin, the trolls and the assholes and all that, you're going to get that in, in the division. So if you want to venture into the dark zone, it's... It's sounding like something you're just going to have to accept. And if you're not down with that, well, there's apparently going to be a much bigger single-player campaign. But I am, I am looking forward to giving it another shot and definitely rolling in with fours, maybe trying it again with 
maybe a different mindset with one or twos, but I, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Well, Midnight I'll... game reviews. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'll someone will actually watch one for once. <laughs> hey, hey, you should go see Jonathan's Midnight Movie Reviews. Everyone yeah. should go do that. Uh, oh. they, they haven't been online in a while. <laughs> Incidentally, the uh, domain for JengaJam.net has expired. Oh, no. Yeah, oh. I want to renew it at some point, I think, after I do my taxes. But I feel like I'm just going to have a redirect to which I actually did a while ago. But uh, it's kind of the end of an era, you know, in some ways. Aw. I yeah, did sometimes remember... Sometimes you just got to let, let URLs go. Yeah, yeah, I feel like that same way. I feel like at least Glibshark is something that, you know, we three own lock, stock, and barrel. It's not something we're going to get any challenges on because it was the last name on the internet that was available. Yeah, I think uh, I let <laughs> the Wandering Gamer lapse. Uh, yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, I mentioned that a, a month ago. Yeah. yeah. I did remember what I was going to say regarding Batman versus Superman. Yes. It's taken on the nature of like a holy day of obligation for geeks. It's like, you know, do you really feel like going to church um, on Ascension Thursday? Maybe, maybe not, but you got to go. And those are the rules. Kind of the same with being a geek. It's like I'm going more because I feel like that's one of those temples I kind of have to go for than for any kind of genuine excitement or enthusiasm about the movie at this point. Well, I, I, I think, I, again, I might be being too harsh because I, I haven't seen any of the trailers. All I'm getting is just kind of like, like I'll see the character posters or I'll see, uh, I'll, I'll catch like the tail end of a, of a deal. And I, and I did see like the very first trailer where Batman's like, can you bleed? We'll find out or, or whatever he says. I don't remember. And I, I am willing to give it a shot. I am willing to say, you know what, Zack Snyder, you've burned me a couple of times. Superman. Was you might say Superman punished you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Man of Steel was not great. Watchmen was, it, it was what it was, and it was probably the best feature film version of that property that we're ever going to get. And Sucker Punch, well, you suckered me, and I don't appreciate that. But I'm willing to give him another shot with, with Batman v Superman, and maybe that makes me a sucker too, but we'll see. Yeah, I'm going in with the bar set real low. I figure if I do that with, uh, you know, then there's a chance I can come out the other side entertained. I mean, that is one low limbo bar. Yeah. I'll say, uh, they didn't even have me wanting to go um, to the theater to see it until they added Wonder Woman. And then I said, okay, maybe I'll now go opening weekend. I'm not, right. you know, for me, the Justice League was best done when it was the Justice League Unlimited cartoon. That was the, yeah. the best incarnation ever of all time. And I, mean, I, I would say ahead. Young Justice kind of gives it a run for its money. Yeah. I haven't seen enough Young Justice. To Did know, you? Justice League Unlimited was amazing. That's actually, so Justice League Unlimited is on Netflix, but young, so is Young Justice. And they just added the second season, which I thought was phenomenal and so it young justice was a victim of this dc tv shakeup that happened a few years ago where they were like you know what we don't want to do grim dark young justice anymore let's do teen titans go and they there were a lot of properties that they were like and and young justice was one of them that they kind of left behind to go a bit lighter well then they circled around and did grim dark again with arrow and and a little bit of the Flash, and definitely not uh, Supergirl. But 
Netflix is tracking the analytics for Young Justice in kind of a uh, kind of a fact finding mission to see if they want to produce a third season. Hmm. Which I so there is impetus to go see it. Right, and I, I, our good friend uh, Katie Schenkel, Kashinki tweeted about it and I was like I was helping because she was like go watch Young Justice if you want to see more Young Justice all you have to do is watch it on Netflix like and, yeah. and which is good because it's a really really awesome series it has actually my favorite Black Canary wow in, in the first season of Young Justice I just want to see a Greg Weissman created series like uh, Survive to a to a, a natural length, he made Gargoyles, he made uh, Spectacular Spider-Man, both amazing cartoons, actually. And uh, I just want to see him get a fair shake for once. See, now you've got me thinking about Samurai Jack and Gendy Tartakovsky because I I had heard that they were going to be bringing that back, but I haven't heard anything recently. I think they have. I thought I thought Samurai Jack had a new season somewhere. Maybe it's supposed to be coming. I know they're making new Powerpuff Girls. That's already that's already live. Yeah. I think, oh, okay. Samurai no, Jack. I haven't. I have. I knew they were bringing back Samurai Jack, but I hadn't heard when. I will be kind of disappointed in myself if I've already missed it, but excited that I get to see it. Because my understanding was they were basically bringing everybody back. Um, I I hadn't heard yet whether Phil Lamar was coming back to voice it, but the fact that Gendy Tartakovsky is is on board makes me so happy because he, the art style and the animation and the, the style of that entire animated series was the reason that I was drawn to that show and it was it was gorgeous and it was unique and I I want it back so bad. I, 2016 sometime. Don't know okay. when exactly. Bill okay. Lamar seems like he would be the kind of person to come back to, to a property like that. Oh yes. And I would like to think that it would be pretty easy to get him back because you know Jack speaks like three words in an episode, so he could do an entire season in in one day. <laughs> It'd be like one over. sitting. It'd be like, okay, let's get all your efforts. Let's get the uh, let's get let's get your lines. Okay, you're done. Thank you so much, Phil. There you go. Like it like wouldn't the even second be that day would be he could like charge pickups. a lot of money. Like they exactly. go through and they edit it. They're like, okay, we need we need a few more things. So why don't you come back? So it's like. Total two days work. <laughs> now the sad thing is that Mako passed away. So who yeah. are they going to get to play a coup? Probably, I would think the same guy that replaced Mako on uh, the Last Airbender. Mm. Because he also there was so Mako played uh, Uncle Iroh, and then he died. And there was a like half a season where Uncle Iroh didn't say anything mm. because they were. They were dealing with that, but then eventually they brought in a voice actor to to finish the series. So I would not be surprised if that voice actor was again called upon to to do homage to Mako by by finishing something up for him. Or hell, Phil Lamar is talented enough. Maybe he <laughs> could do it. Maybe he could do. Maybe we could just get. They can employ him for an extra day or two, and he could do all the Aku lines too, and it'd be amazing. Why not? Okay, who among our friends, among the Rooster Teeth and staff and community and everyone, who would make a good Aku? As in, like in person or just no, voice? like a voice a voice actor? Obviously, I I don't. If I knew someone who could physically be a coup, <laughs> that would be fucking terrifying. I know, right? Well, I was thinking of Demono, but you know, you know, I like him. Okay, so <laughs> if if I if I had to pick someone to put on an Aku costume. 
and do a really, really good job in person, Chris McDowell. I was thinking Chris, too. Ooh. So different Chris. He's got the physical yeah. presence. He's got the voice. He's got yeah. the pipes. Well, that. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I, I, I mean, can get behind that. If we're playing it for strictly comedy, I'd, I'd want to see Gus Sorobo try to take a shot at Aku. Has anyone played the new Avengers game that he's playing that he's playing Hawkeye in yet? No, I saw the Let's Play that they did, but they didn't have Hawkeye because I think he's part of the first DLC pack. So I don't know that. Uh, Sal- no. I'm not sure. I'm, I, I, I am don't play mobile games that much. Yeah, I'm super happy, but then there's part of me that I'm not sure how that voice will work. But you know what? They, they Gus is super talented, so he'll he'll show me. I'm gonna be frank. I Gus was not want someone I would have pegged as a strong actor or voice actor because he kind of does the same cadence and 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 performance for just about everything. Maybe like so it seems like he's always playing Gus. Even when yeah. he's doing other stuff, like he's being an immersion scientist or he's being a scientist in laser team, it, it all seems Gus. Or he's so, being Simmons. Or yeah, it's all Gus. So it's like I'm I I am also curious, but it's not it, it's coming from a part of, okay, has he has he come along enough to to do that? I mean he's definitely had the time, but I feel like especially in the original like Red versus Blue cast. He and Jeff were the guys who were just kind of being themselves. Well, and I do think his his acting chops in general have gotten a ton better, but whether or not, you know, his voice is going to be just, it's just Gus, you know, or maybe he has a voice that he's going to put on for Hawkeye. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I am not at all interested in the game because I looked into it and it looks kind of like a Farmville thing and you don't actually fight as any of these avengers it's it's a it's a collectathon but i will say if if they were trying to do stunt casting to get people like me who are not interested in the game interested well done you all over the have... place too and it's all-star cast allison brie uh dave franco john cena and now gus Cirola. who does john yeah. cena play hulk oh okay that makes sense that makes sense i no, wonder the... if they're gonna do from what I've seen, some of the some of the lines, especially with, with the wasp, uh, she had a really funny line that someone like retweeted. I think it was Katie actually again. I, I wonder if they're going to make a reference to the whole John Cena meme with uh, with John Cena Hulk. Maybe <laughs> they might. I wonder. I wonder. Uh, see now, I wonder if there's going to be red versus blue references in the middle of this game because of Gus. Oh, I might have to play this game. I'm possibly no. in Rocket League. There's a there's a ton of community flags, so you can put a put a like a funhouse flag or an achievement hunter flag or anything like that on your car. But there is a car called a Puma. Well, in the Xbox version of the game, you can get a warthog. I, I think the warthoggy car car is the Puma. I don't know that there's two. Oh, I. D- I don't have Rocket League. All I know is that when it came out for Xbox, uh, everybody was posting, including Major Nelson. Oh, you get to play as a warthog. Yeah, I think I think that may be cool. the Puma. Yeah, it, it's fun. I I scored a goal. I've scored a couple goals actually. Yay! 
I am amused by the idea of soccer with rocket cars. But... It's, it is such a simple game. I mean, it's it's soccer. It's like one of the simplest sports you could have, but it's so madcap and it's interesting and it's it's twitchy and like it's really easy to kind of pick up, but there's a really high skill cap. There are some amazing Rocket League players out there and you wouldn't think that this kind of game would like require the same sort of skills as like Halo or League of Legends or something like that. So it, it it's really cool and and I've I've liked it. Uh, we should do we should all get Rocket League and uh, and and play it one one night on the stream. Rocket League. If someone listening online right now would like to hire me and pay me to play the oboe for them and pay me just enough to be able to afford Rocket League, I would really appreciate it. That's uh, Lauren at OboeCrazy.com. Twenty dollars. Been my public service. That's all you need is twenty bucks. Get get oboe yeah. to play uh, play Rocket League. But Money is tight. Yeah, I know. But uh, that it, that's fun. And uh, and Griffball came out this week. Yeah. Well, it, it's not out yet. It's coming. I thought I thought it was coming not, out. This it's this week. You're. It is coming out this week. It's. It is. I was just playing Halo before we got on. So as of this recording, that update isn't out, but they ah, said okay. it's supposed to come out by the end of this week. So you you are not wrong. Um, but yes, Griffball, um, I think there's a new map for Arena. There's a whole bunch more wrecks, but Griffball is kind of one of the major things, including all the stuff that comes along with it, like Assault and, and the Gravity Hammer. Right. Which is exciting. Yeah, I'd forgotten I, that I, those game types weren't in yet. Nope, the game types weren't in. Um, there was no gravity hammer. There, it's it's gonna be a lot of fun to have those things added. I I may be retired from Griffball, but I'm excited to see it in there, and I'm super excited to have assault back. Yay. Well, we should take we Griffball retirees should come back and, and show these kids what's what. That's that's what and, I no, no. I think I think I think we would get. At least me personally, I think I would get destroyed. I'm not Dan Marinoing this thing. I'm not. No. I'll carry. <laughs> I had my glory days. I'm old as shit. I, I can. I can hard carry. Don't worry. I, I got this. Yeah, my my days of of being a, a tank and using my hammer to uh, clear the way are are long done. I know I've told this story before, but we were having a like a just a hey, we're all gonna play Halo for just a bunch of us friends. And uh, I, I, we had a low gravity map with gra and there were a bunch of weapons. I don't remember if we specifically had gravity hammers. I think we did because if you hit someone right, they would go sailing. So we were we were running around, and I faced off against our friend Izzy. And so we had this moment where it's like the kung fu. I see you, you see me, and we're gonna we're gonna do this moment. So we <laughs> we approach each other. I do one of my little moves, and I kill her. And she's like, "Oh yeah, I forgot you're a griffball champion." I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> you're you're actually say, handy with that thing. You you kind of know what you're doing. Um, there was a really good. I want to say it was a Polygon article out that interviewed uh, Goose Checka, who runs uh, GriffballHub.com. Yeah, and Bernie, and so it was nice to see uh, the both of them getting interviewed. Uh, it was really nice to hear Bernie retell the story about how Griffball came to be, because I I do think. Even after all the times he's told it, there's still plenty of people out there who have no friggin' clue. And uh, it was really nice to see uh, Goose Checker get some get some time 
on on that article, considering all uh, that Griffball Hub has been able to do for the the Griffball community. That's been the place. Yeah, it, she's a phenomenal job, and and yeah. the constant setting up of a booth at uh, at RTX and and just the constant engagement and like it, it's it's really lucky for the Griffball community that they have someone as as engaging Dedicated. as as goose check and and someone who is who is really easy to follow and get behind and i think she announced they're going to be putting up their kickstarter for an rtx booth for this year very very soon i think the timing on that is not coincidental and i i am hopeful that it's going to succeed just like all the others have because it's nice to see griffball in in force at rtx best of luck to you goose checker and as we know, it is not cheap to get a booth at RTX or to even go, but it is so much fun. I'm so excited, you guys. Luke and I, I get just to go. got my uh, vacation time approved for uh, for RTX. So oh, I should probably do that. Slightly longer weekend. Um, I got the 29th, the 30th, and the, the first off. And then, of course, it'll carry you through the weekend. I'll probably end up flying out like late Sunday. Nice. So no uh, Salt Lake this year, but on the other hand, still a decent trip. And actually, I think the day that I fly out coincides with my birthday, so that's kind of fun. You know, I have never gone to the Salt Lake. Really? Yeah. It's it's one of those things. It's like, it's so good. Like, I'm glad I went the one year that I did. I don't think I can make it work this year, but uh, that was (laughs) last, you know, bless you. Bless you. That was last year, wasn't it? Didn't meet myself in time. That was yeah, last, last year was my first trip to the Salt Lake. Oh yeah, it was and only it my cost second. Me dearly, because I had that terrible like layover. And it was oh like right, right. I remember when we left the Salt Lake in my car, and it was completely loaded with people and luggage, because I think it was it was you, Corey, and Izzy, and we couldn't fit a fifth because people's luggage were in the middle seat in the back. Because oh, yeah. I I also had my stuff. So my tiny little Elantra was full of friends and their stuff, <laughs> all, all going to the airport. And like when we finally unloaded everyone, it was my car just kind of went, ah. It's, <laughs> no, those final days are hard. It is incredibly emotionally draining. Um, the nice thing I had going for me is that, you know, Izzy and I hung out for most of the time until our flight was going. And we even met, um, you know, Barbara and Steven and the parents. They were just waiting okay. there. And I flown out to RTX that year. We ended up hanging out with them for a little while. Yeah, and depending Steven. on when you end up at the airport, it's just basically a tiny mini version of RTX. It's just a whole bunch of Rooster Teeth people hanging out at the airport, often at the Salt Lake in the airport. <sighs> Wait, you know, which is also a... We have yeah, a Salt Lake a, in our airport. Oklahoma City. Huh. You know why yeah. I think it's at the airport? Because they can fly the meat in. There you go. That has to be it. I, I've got a feeling every maybe other day or so, someone from Austin flies to Oklahoma City to make that delivery, and they never leave the terminal. That would make sense. I believe it. Uh, see, now I just want to be in Texas with all my friends in a meat coma. I mean, at this point, I'm settled for Lent being over so I can go back to meat. <laughs> Did you give meat up for the entire duration? Yeah, it's a requirement if you're uh, if you're Mullen Catholic. Oh, 
Yeah, I know I know some Catholics who do that. I know my one of my buddies here in town actually does that most years. I think there there was one year when he got uh, he had a he had a something with his heart. So he really didn't want to I mean he was already going to be on a restrictive diet so he didn't want to make it like double restrict uh, restricted. So I think sure. that year for Lent he he didn't bother with with giving up meat because it was like uh, there's already so much that he couldn't eat that it was I, I guess he felt like his surgery was a trial enough. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Like, and my parents are exempt from the rule now that they're in their 60s. So for them, it's like, all, I mean, my sister, I think they still avoid it on Fridays, but like for them, it's all meat all the times. So it's like you get your AAR, AARP card. And if you're in the, uh, the if you're a Malakari, you also get your card that accepts you from, uh, from that, that permits you meat. Your meat card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's that actually, that sounds gross. <laughs> so, uh, and now I'm curious because in in the Jewish tradition, there's a lot of fasting and there's a lot of specialty diet requirements. But you are it's written right into the laws that you are exempt if you have a health condition, if you're pregnant, if you're sick. If there's any reason why, say, fasting would would be a bad thing for you, you you are just exempt exempt by God. Is this a similar thing in your tradition? I don't think um, I'm not sure. Well, yeah, basically, I think if you're under a certain age or over a certain age, I don't think there's exceptions for pregnancy because there are ways to get enough protein, like even if you're not eating like meat. Keep in mind, we're allowed to eat fish, so that takes care of most of it. So I'm not suffering too much. Yeah, there's and ways we're to have for those ladies to get protein. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> My um, penis. Yeah. But anyway. I like, don't uh, think that's what God meant. Yeah, well, I depend- don't think. It depends on who's asking. I, I think. Uh, <laughs> yeah. No. But, uh, no. But yeah, so, I mean, we're doing okay. Like, it gets really hard. I, I think the only year I ever gave up was the year I think I was, you know, seeing somebody and we broke up. And it was a pretty bad breakup. So I'm just like, I'm not feeling it this year. I need a burger. I need a burger. For therapy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think God forgave me for that. So. I think we've all been in that position where our response is, I need a burger. Yeah, that's just it's, uh, it's therapy. It's uh, better than I mean, better than taking drugs. I think marginally. Yes, I'm once again going to be playing for Holy Thursday. Although at the moment I don't have an Easter Sunday gig. I just have Holy Thursday, so I'm going to be playing while people get their feet washed. But I don't have to play uh, during the big day. The feet washing yeah. is rad. Like in the Mullinkar Church, we don't do it unless there's a bishop there. And a couple of years ago, there was a bishop there, and I was one of the lucky 12 who got their feet washed. I'm like, yeah. Nice. This is nice. Nope, I literally play. Oh, so, so I have a song that I'm playing that is literally called Wash Their Feet, which is about that whole thing, which last year did not get played while the feet washing was happening because we were informed that that song, because it's a it's a full choir song with oboe and piano accompaniment, and that it would be too distracting away from the feet washing. So the choir did something else, and the piano just played something else while the actual feet washing, and then after the feet washing, then we played wash their feet. There was a lot of feet washing. Mm. Wash them I didn't get my feet washed. That was also... A, oh, go ahead. No, go, go for it. Well, I was going to say I have a, a kind of embarrassing story uh, that uh, that... I, I kind of worked out in my head and I was like, oh, wow, I'm an idiot. So I have, I, I take drugs and I, I have prescriptions and stuff. And I can never remember 
when I'm supposed to go pick them up. Like I, I never remember to call it in. Like I know the website, but I don't know the the prescription number because I always just shred that because I don't want that thrown in the trash. So I'm I'm pretty bad about about my prescriptions. I generally like like at the automatic phone prompt, they're like, enter your prescription number. I'm just like zero, zero, zero. Take me to the pharmacy, zero. <laughs> so it doesn't automatically renew. You don't have. So, okay, okay. So before when I would do that and I would call in, there would be this very pleasant voice going, hello, this is CVS Pharmacy. Please do this. And then if I like filled it but didn't go get it, I would get calls on my mobile from this, hello, this call is for Jonathan Cerna regarding your CVS prescription or whatever. So I would be like, oh, I can't believe it left me a goddamn voicemail, but okay, whatever. So... I finally signed up for, hey, refill by text. So like they send you a text and then you just say R and respond back and it refills it. And it's great. I was like, this is awesome because now I don't have to worry about it. I can just hit R. It's going to the pharmacy that's like closest to the highway. So I don't have to like do too much of a detour if I'm coming home. This, this is awesome. So I refill the thing and it was, it was really late. So I was like, oh, I'm not going to be able to make it out. I'm just going to. I'm just going to go pick it up tomorrow. So then I get a call and like the next day and it's this same pleasant voice like, hello, this call is for Jonathan Cerna. And I'm like, oh, I, I know. You I've do got, that really well, by the I, way. I've got, I've got, I know I have a prescription. I, I, that's fine. So I would just hang up the call. And then like the next day it did the same thing because I, I didn't go and get it then. And I'm like, God, this is really, this, this is, just really obnoxious. I, I don't know why it's so insistent about calling. I mean, I know I have the prescription, but I know I have the prescription. I'm eventually going to go get it. And so once again, I get a call that, hello, this is called for John. And I'm like, oh, whatever, whatever. So I go finally pick it up today. And I'm like, all right, I, I'm picking it up. And I even tell the pharmacist like, wow, your phone system is really insistent. She says, she didn't know what I was talking about. So she was kind of like, yeah, whatever. So I pick up my prescription. And as I'm walking to my car, I get another fucking call. And I'm like, what the hell? I just picked it up. Like, why would it be calling me right after I pick up the prescription? And it's like, and so I'm, I'm listening to it. I'm like, okay, fine. What is it? This call is for Jonathan Cerna from blah, 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 bank. And I'm like, oh, no. So I check. When I bought this PC, I bought it off Newegg with like a line of credit. Like, hey, no interest for six months or whatever. I had forgotten to pay last month. No. I just completely slipped my mind. So this call wasn't for the prescription. It just happened to be co coming in when I like had a prescription out. No, it was the bank going, uh, you missed a payment, so why did you fix that? So I went and I was like, oh, God damn it. I'm like really embarrassed now. So I went on, I went on their mobile app and I, I paid and I was just like, uh, that was... And I even threw in like a little bit extra just so they, they wouldn't bug me for a bit. But yeah, so... If you get those calls, maybe see who they are. Like, actually <laughs> listen to them. Did you ask them the way late fee since you've had been good payment history otherwise? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'm fine. Even if there's a late fee, it's not that much, so. Oh, okay. It, well, I, let's, let's put it this way. It's, it, it's, it, it, I, I, I was embarrassed enough, so I'm like, I'm, okay, I'm fine. I don't care. You're not going to fight, fight yeah. over a couple of pennies. That's fair. I, too, get the automated calls from the Consumer Value Store because that's where my pharmacies are. And uh, they are definitely very insistent. It's almost like it's a little, what's the word I'm looking for? Skynetty, almost. 
Maybe not so that. You know, I, I get mine from Fred Meyer, and either I'm always a day or two early because in the back of my head, I just kind of have the, the end of the month planned out. And so I show up, and then the problem is they're like, oh, yeah, the prescription doesn't get filled until tomorrow. Yeah, okay, I'm here. Is there any way I can get it filled? I'm just here. It's one day. And they're like, no, we can't do that. So then I remember and I go the next day and I get it filled. And so what usually happens is I'm still early in the day and they say, oh, just, you know, come back in 20 minutes. So, all right, I'll go wander around Fred Meyer. I need milk and toilet paper and stuff. And then in the Fred Meyer, you get the call, which is, you know, hey, your prescription is ready. I'm like, oh, okay. I guess it's ready now, now. So I, I never get the insistent calls because I'm I'm always super early trying to get them to give me my drugs early, man. I need my drugs early. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that sounded worse than it actually was. Nah, who needs context? Nah. Not this not this guy. No, but yeah, those automated calls are a little freaky and it kind of sucks because you know you know immediately that they're there or that it's a telemarketer because you answer the phone and it's always you know hello <laughs> hello this is there's always that really long pause yeah i i don't know if that's a thing where they're like there it's some sort of vo voice recognition to see if you actually answer the phone so like mm -hmm. if you just didn't say anything then then it might not kick off at least with the Fred Meyer one, I don't think that's the case because there's been a few times in where I've missed the call and I get a voicemail left to me and where it's, you know, uh, all right, I'm going to check my voicemail. Remember to pick up your prescription as we've outlined in the beginning of this message. Goodbye. I'm like, wait a second. What the fuck? So it's just been talking while my message about being away from the, the phone has been talking. It's it's weird. You know who I miss? The movie phone guy. Hello and welcome to Movie Phone. Rated R. Why don't Why don't you just tell me what movie you want to see? <laughs> uh, showing my age. Yeah. What is he doing? Like, I feel like the, the movie, movie phone, phone guy. guy yeah. No, <laughs> movie phone guy. I don't give a fuck about Kramer. I don't care. Racist <laughs> asshole. True, but I also must admit I don't really give a fuck about the movie phone guy. I, I no, I, neither do I. I was just curious. Is Russ Leatherman? Apparently. That's the real guy's name? Yeah, he's one of the founders of uh, Movie Phone, known as the term hello and welcome to Movie Phone. Babe, uh, movie, he's apparently a movie critic, too. Leatherman's reviews okay. are seen on CNN, CNN Headline News, ABC, Early Show, Fox, MSNBC, NPR, blah, 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 nationalism talk shows, co-founded the movie show company, the voice character Mr. Movie Phone from the start, former University of Idaho student and DJ, no surprise there, Huh. where he received his degree in television, radio, and uses the over-the-top Dick Clark on crack spin when acting as Mr. Movie Phone. And it ends with the Movie Phone was purchased by AOL in 1999. And uh, that's oh, all we wow. And that's the end of Leatherman, who would be about 50, 54, actually, around now. Well, Happy I bladed birthday, nothing, Russ Leatherman. I wish him nothing but the best. Yes. This little boy says, rated R. It's going to give you pause. It's like, it's not for children. No, except for all the people who are going to go to a rated R movie anyway. That's uh. true. So, <sighs> did you have any kids in your Deadpool showing? 
Ah, uh, actually, no. Like, we went to a late one, though. It was like 10.45. Originally, we wanted to go to the 9.30 one, but it was sold out. We were surprised. We couldn't find anything. It was one of those movie theaters where you have, like, the uh, the reclining seats where everyone is pre-assigned and people can sit next to each other or whatever. And we didn't have anything where we could sit next to each other, so we just waited until 10.45. But it worked out because we went to this place called Sweet Taco in uh, Springfield, which is a, a town around here. And uh, they have a you know, pretty good you know Mexican food and also these amazing, like, uh, caramel covered donuts Ooh, yeah sweet taco if you're ever in the area next time you guys in the area i'll take you to sweet taco for a second i thought you were gonna say caramel covered tacos and i wasn't sure what to think about that that'd be less appetizing i mean the best thing they had the nachos were really really good Mm. but then i mean mean, we're kind of restricted operated under like vegetarian restrictions too so we went as far as the beans could take us which you know what when you're talking about like burritos and tacos and things, then beans can get you pretty far. Yeah, refried beans are great. Mm, cover it with enough hot sauce, and who cares? Who needs meat? That's, that's true. I, I have sauce. Franks. It was like Rocky's hot sauce or something, and it was some random dude, not like Rocky from the Rocky films, but just some some like <laughs> Sylvester some Stallone hot sauce. <laughs> oh, I uh, have something pretty good that, hot sauce. Uh, that is relevant to our interest. Apparently, the uh, Wolverine 3 is going to be based on Mark Miller's Old Man Logan. Oh, nice. Like, I heard rumors. Ooh. I didn't know if it was confirmed. That's fantastic. I love that story. And Old Man Logan is basically the version of Wolverine that's running around. Well, it's one of the Wolverines running around the Marvel Universe right now. Like the mainstream one. How many I, I thought- How many Wolverines are running around? The- Just the two. So there's Old Man Logan, who is from an alternate reality where he saw all of his, like, you know, closest friends, like, slaughtered, basically. And uh, there's Laura Kitty, who used to be known as X-23, who is the, you know, a Wolverine clone, but female. Oh, okay. Okay, I didn't know if there was another, like, male Wolverine running around. Yeah, the old guy. No, that, that's why another though. one. Just Logan. Oh, right, another one? Well, it's weird. Like, I think there's this weird multiplying effect where there's this successful character. They'll try and duplicate it, like with the Green Lanterns, Blue Lanterns, Yellow Lanterns, Blue Hulk, Red Hulk, Green Hulk. Right, right. But they're not all, like, just alternate. Like, you don't have alternate Bruce Banners running around. You like, don't, but now you have a guy named Amadeus Cho, the seventh smartest man in the Marvel Universe, who's a teenager, who's also now the Hulk. So I'm trying to think of a good, like, like Power Girl, Supergirl, and... It aren't weren't there like two Supergirls at once? I, I don't I don't think you're an EC guy, so I don't know. But there's at least Power Girl and Supergirl running around, and they're basically alternate versions of each other, right? Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's changed since DC. DC tends to reset their universe every seven or eight years or so now, but uh, who knows? But well, yeah, Marvel's the version I'm familiar that. with, um, Power Girl is a, a, the Earth Two version of uh, of Kara Zor El. I wonder if if the CBS Supergirl show will ever give uh, like give an homage to to Power Girl. Like, well, they kind of do already, isn't her like foster sister's name like last name Danvers or something? Right, but I mean, like more more of a visual uh, deal. Basically, you mean like a boob I window? Want, yeah, I want to. I want a <laughs> boob window. I, it's basically what I want to say. I want to see uh, uh, Supergirl a, in a boob window. Nice. I'm a perv. Does it have to be Supergirl, or you, do you just want a boob window? Well, let me just say that that Supergirl cosplayers are some of my favorite. Uh. 
I'm really and digging the, you- the Gwenpool cosplay now. The Gwenpool ha- has made for some great cosplays. I saw some from, uh, I think it was from like Katsukan and, and a couple of those other like more costumey uh, conventions. And, and and yeah, it's really, really good, good Spider Gwens. I think a, I, I think a Gwenpool even showed up at one point. I, and I was just about to say, I want to see Deadpool with a boob window. I think Ryan Reynolds would be all for that. Yeah, yes. I think Deadpool would also be all for that. There Our you go. Producer is Jonathan <laughs> Boobpool Cerna. I, I just, I love boobs. I can't help it. Sorry. Oh, man. Our theme music is done by the amazing Linnea Boyev. Our announcer is voice actor Bob Ball. Did we have anything else we wanted to get into before we called it a night? Boobs. Sounds like we covered everything. Yes. Stay tuned for more awesomeness and more D&D and classic Glib Shark uh, in, in coming weeks. Just be sure to follow us on Twitter at Glib Shark. Follow me at Jack Edithel, her at Oboe Crazy, him at Road underscore Block. So on behalf of Jonathan Lauren and the entire Glib Shark staff, this is Jack Edithel saying good night, good health, and uh, boobs. <laughs> yeah, it's about a better boobs works. Boobs. That's all for this week's episode of Glib Shark. But you can find more swimming around the internet. Go fishing for us on iTunes. We're a five star catch. Or follow us on Twitter at Glib Shark. You can even drop us a line glibshark at gmail.com. Until next week, stay sharky, my friends. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.